Don't look now. So welcome back to the Don't Look Now podcast with your host, Jenny McDonald and Will Hageman. We're here to talk to you about Jenny's glorious topic of the week, which I will be finding out shortly. Right. And yes. this one is going to be a little bit shorter than normal. Oh, nice. We're going with the shorty. We're doing a shorty. Uh, we didn't come up with yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing the mini cast, the mini so like the, the mini, mini cast. yeah, sounds good. The mini cast is good. I like All that. right. Okay. So... I'm creepy and gross, and I like medical things. Yeah, um, yeah. Dr. Pimple Popper. Ooh, nice. It's disgusting. <laughs> um, but as all of the engineering students used to notice when they walked by my desk, I was usually watching things like that. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about medical anomaly, because those are so much fun. New medical anomaly. All right. In modern medicine, there's all sorts of weird, mysterious, unknown diseases and things to examine, right? Mm-hmm. So today we're going to look at the case of Adam Rainier. He was the one and only recorded in history person to be both a dwarf and a giant. Wow. Okay. This is this is totally <laughs> new to me. I, Guys, I finally found one. I have never heard of this person in my life. So yeah, you know, we will we will find out. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Sounds I have to say impossible. So so let me know how this goes. Yeah. Right. So in Austria, um, which is. Austria, not Australia. So we're mm-hmm. not talking about separate continent. We're talking about next to Germany. 1899. He was the first 20 years of his life, barely four foot eight. Okay. And he was one of the smallest men in the country. Like Guinness Book of Records style smallest. Oh, I think I see where this is going. Right? So then, then hits the pituitary issue thing. Right? Well, then there's some sort of switch that flips. Yeah. And he grows taller at a very alarming rate. By the time he's 30, so barely 10 years later, he's 7 foot 8. Oh, my God. Right? That's nuts. It, that kind of a growth spurt sounds so painful. That's horrifying. Well, just the way that, like, your your long bones grow and, yeah. like, the tendons and ligaments and stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I I experienced a decent amount of growing pains when I was growing fast and not it was not real good. And yeah. That was when you were a kid and you mostly forgot that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Toxic. Yeah. And this is in like your twenties where pain Ugh. is real. Yeah, no. So this insane growth spurt got him immediate attention within the medical community. Everybody was like, What's going on? <laughs> How did you go from being literally a dwarf yeah. to a giant? Wow. So he's this whole medical mystery for a long time, and the doctors are like really puzzled, but also super concerned about what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then they start to notice things like his hands are super big, his feet are massive. Which, bro, I feel for you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> feet are tough. Anyhow, and then he just had rapidly deteriorating health in general. Mm-hmm. And they finally decided that the reason for this rapid change was that he had a tumor. That was strategically placed that absolutely tormented him. Yeah. So from the beginning of his life, he had all sorts of developmental struggles. Um, His parents and brothers were all within the normal height range and weight range for that time. But like I said, he barely reached four foot eight. And the weird thing was that even though he was so wee, he had huge hands and feet. Like for a small person, just like flippers, I imagine. Okay, wow. Um, And... In his late teens, at four foot eight, he was wearing a U.S. shoe size of ten. 
Wow. And then within three years, his shoe size doubled to a U.S. 20. <laughs> and he yeah, was still insane. four foot eight. Wow. That's super weird. Right? Yeah. I mean, I have size 13 shoe in women's, which is like a men's 11. That's Yeah. I can't even imagine a 20. Yeah, no, 20 is insanely big. I, I looked it up a while back because I don't remember why. Something triggered it, and I was looking up, like, you know, shoe sizes, because I saw some article about NBA players, like, who had the biggest hands and feet and stuff like that. I can't remember what the biggest feet were, but they were basically in that that category, and those are people that are 7'3". Beat-up category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so overnight, then, he starts getting taller and taller and taller, and he grew nearly three feet before his growth rate slowed to, um, so he went from 4'8 to 7'1". Oh, like, just very, 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 very quickly wow. within nine years. Yee. That's a huge growth rate during that time period. Yeah. Um, and he, by the end of his life, was seven foot ten, like I said. Um, and when they kind of started to notice this was not right, they started doing tests and started observing him. And the only answer that they could come up with was that he had a tumor that had been growing since he was a child in his pituitary gland which caused all of his hormones to go crazy. This yeah. is called um, agromegaly. Okay. You know, I don't say these things right. It's all good. Yep. Okay. So along with everything else, he started getting a really dramatic curvature of his spine. Um, and the doctors thought that this tumor was causing it. So scoliosis, you have a normal curvature. Mm-hmm. It became super dramatic. And he was having difficulty walking. So they were trying to... Um, find a way to keep him from getting any further health issues. So they decided they needed to surgically remove this tumor in the early 1900s. Yeah, that sounds safe. That sounds disgusting. I'm sorry. But because he was so ill, they decided to just go for it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after he received the procedure in his 30s, um, he was measured again, and he didn't grow any taller, but the curvature of his back Still continued to get more and more dramatic, huh, so okay. he still had some issues. Um, yeah. He was still growing, even though they couldn't really measure it. Yeah. So this continued for the rest of his life. Um, and once again, he had all sorts of health issues. So some of the typical health issues that he came up with were partial blindness. He had hearing loss and uh, extreme joint pain. I can't yeah, imagine yeah, why. Yeah, that's right? shocker. And then towards the end of his life, um, due to his condition and the spinal deformation, he wasn't able to move around comfortably, and he was bedridden until the 1950s. Yeah. Right, so for like 20 years, basically. And Man. Yeah, and then he died sadly, but that's, that's the story of Adam that is That is brutal. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's bizarre, especially the well, hands and feet growing first thing is what's so weird about right? it for me. Like, everything else I could, you know, I see, yeah, yeah, you've got dwarfism, and then, yeah, you, you change your pituitary and it takes off, but it's weird that the hands and feet would already be going before the rest of you I can, was. That's, and to that's, be that small with giant hands and feet yeah, must yeah. have been rather alarming. Yeah, that, that would be very cartoonish almost. That would be disconcerting. Yeah. Right. Full full uncanny valley level sort of thing going on. So. Right. Hmm. Now, I really missed the opportunity here because I could have pulled out some really cool Andre the Giant stories. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Like about how they used to have police follow him around when he would drink so that yeah. if he fell down on someone, they could move them so that they didn't <laughs> suffocate. Yeah, no, Andre's awesome. I know, I love it. Yeah, that's, that's, that, that, that's for a nice long podcast sometime. I, oh my god, yes, I love it. So let's go down the rabbit hole. Um, what is it about the pituitary gland that causes gigantism? So the tumor causes too much of the growth hormone that stimulates your liver, which in return produces an immune response, um, and you start overproducing um, this growth factor one, and it causes excessive tissue growth. 
Okay. So that's what causes that's what causes you to become very very tall. Nice. Right. And then the other fact that I have on this one was during World War One, Adam Rainier tried to join the army. Oh wow. Yes, he was too short. So <laughs> uh, this is like. Captain America stuff right there. There is a whole Reddit forum about how this is Captain America stuff, and you should be careful what you wish for. Yeah. It's not specific enough. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. Being a tall person, I can't even imagine being any taller than I am and trying yeah. to function on a daily basis, because it's it's rough sometimes. I walk into things a lot. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, you know, I I'm in the... Slightly taller than average, but not tall enough to be tall category. So I'm, I'm kind of right in the comfort zone. But, yeah. You're tall enough that people ask you to get the things off the tall, top shelf. Yep, I get to get the things off the top shelf, except I don't get to be called tall by anybody. because I, Yeah, that was the, the nice story of when I was in high school. I peaked out officially at the doctor at 5'11 and 3 quarters inches tall. So I... Hold on, they, three just, they would not give me the extra quarter inch and call me 6 feet tall. So, you Aww. know... Yeah. Always forever be. Forever be not quite. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Not quite tall. So there you go. Yeah. And I slouch like mad anyway. So I'm probably walking around like I'm 5'8 half the time anyway. But, you know. There's so much truth in that. But, you know, if I I actually stand up straight, I'm halfway tall. Not really tall. Just halfway tall. Yeah. Sort of tall. Semi tall. Yeah. You're still tall enough you get sent to the back for pictures. Yep, yeah. So the good part was I was I was that same height when I was in the end of seventh grade, so I was like giant then. So right. I used to get all the basketball questions and stuff because, you know. <laughs> and then I never grew anymore at all and everybody else passed me up. But you know I'm, I'm man, the basketball questions, I got those my whole life and yeah. I am not sporty, so I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, I don't do that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Good try though. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's our little shorty cast today. Cool. Awesome. Well, I think I like the format, so. Good. Cool deal. We'll have to do that. So, rate, review, subscribe. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, yeah, Stitcher. Stitcher, Buzzsprout, all the, all the good stuff. You, oh, can, good. you can find us on our Facebook page that has links to all that stuff. And uh, yep. please. New posts every Tuesday. Yeah, every Tuesday. And if you've got any any. Topics of interest or anything that you would like to convey to us, you can contact us through that site. So, yep, send me a direct message though. Don't don't tell Will your subject because <laughs> you know it's got to be a mystery. This one was a good one. He yeah. didn't know it. <laughs> yeah, you totally stumped me on this one. I've never heard of this in my life. So, yeah, very cool. Yeah, this is a little addition from listener request. Yes, a little extra tacking on for your your listening pleasure. So. so, here it goes. Uh, Colleen, I want to thank you for sending this in. Um, I have many listener requests that I am slowly getting to, so we'll get there. Um, this one is close to my heart because it's Victorian era. Oh, nice. Yes. Back in the wheelhouse. Yep, we're right back where I need to be, right? Yep. Okay, let's talk about weird shit that the Victorians did. <laughs> There's a lot of it. There, there is. There is a lot of it. During the Victorian era... A very peculiar tradition started. People started picnicking in cemeteries. Yes. Yep. Good times. This started after the death of Queen Victoria's husband in 1861. Everybody put on their mourning attire, and like she wore her dark clothes for the rest, yeah, the rest of her, of her life. life. Yeah. Yep. And everybody was so moved by this dedication of Prince Albert that they continued this tradition 
of going to cemeteries and eating there mm-hmm. after that for a long time. And then began the Edwardian period. So this end of Victorian into the Edwardian. Okay. So they kind of like everything was black. They covered mirrors and everything. If you go to um, what's the house, the Wolf House here in town. Yeah. Um, once a year they do a funeral era. Okay. Where they, they mimic the stuff that I'm talking about here. Um, and death kind of became super interesting. So remember, this is that spiritualism, mysticism, romanticism area. Mm-hmm. And they started commemorating their loved ones. So they would, like, keep lockets of hair. They would have photographs in really weird, where, like, the remains look like, like, yeah. you're taking a photo with it to make yep. it look alive. Yeah. Put coins on kids. Yeah, the whole, yeah. get a picture with your dead relative before they're, before they're gone. They're physically gone. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, <laughs> London was foggy, congested, and disgusting in the 1800s. Um, it was posted during the Industrial Revolution, so there was a lot of thick fog, and there was a lot of soot, 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 soot. there we go, and sulfur dioxide from the residential chimneys and factories. Um, and then there was always a mist on the Thames because of this, right? And it creates this perfect cover, and this is about the same time as Jack the Ripper. Mm-hmm. Also, just a little fun note, um, due to nasty sanitation, we had... A lot of scarlet fever, cholera, typhus, measles, influenza, diphtheria. Yeah. If it's brought on by dirty water. You get the grand cholera outbreak, all that good stuff. Right. Um, One in three infants did not make it to their first birthday. So in a population of 2.3 billion people, a lot of people were buried in churchyards. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And the church grounds got really overcrowded really quickly. Um, and this is also the era of body snatchers Mm -hmm. and people being buried alive. Resurrection men. Yes. Um, anyhow, uh, sometimes bodies were exposed because they weren't buried deep enough. Mm-hmm. At the time, the minimum was two feet. Yeah. Right. So, sometimes, too, people exhumed the bodies too quickly to make room for fresh dead, mm-hmm. which led to more sanitation issues. I could imagine. Right. So, this is basically just a hot damn mess. So, in 1832, the British Parliament was like, here's some private cemeteries. And we just want them to be these green spaces that people, they get over some of their fears and their superstitions. Mm-hmm. Um, it's beneficial to the public morale. It'll help with these, like, really virtuous, generous feelings because this was the, during the time where you didn't have a lawn in your yard because that's what wealthy people had. Yeah. So if we have this green space, people will want to use it. Um, so being buried in one of these beautiful cemeteries, though, was really expensive. Hmm. Um, so as much as people wanted to do that, they kind of were like, I don't know that I can do that. So people started burying their loved ones in their gardens, essentially. Um, and this really appealed to the middle class and they could pay attention to their flowers and they could tend the gardens and they would erect monuments and things like that. You're really like burying spot in the backyard, but it's Aunt Mildred. Yeah. I mean, we did this here in the U.S. too. Yeah. Little family burials, basically. Yeah, there, there are lots of little family plots around, yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, they have these cute little burials with gardens, with butterflies and animals and deer. And, and people were like, you know what? This is actually really kind of pleasant. Mm-hmm. I don't mind hanging out next to the dead people because this is this is really pretty. Um, and this, the, seven, the seven cemeteries became these gardens as well. And they built them up, and they made them really pretty, and people wanted to spend more time in them. Um, okay, so 
one of the mourning traditions at the time was that there was a lot of pomps and circumstances regarding funerals. Mm -hmm. And um, now that they had a nice place, people were like, we can spend more time here. And it's not gross because it's not London. So it's clean. You can see the sky. It's got green grass. And people were like, this is great. And the parks are designed to look like Gothic Revival mausoleums with, you know, these Egyptian columns. Yeah. And they're, they're actually just really pretty. And people are like, why don't we just go have a picnic in this green space that we don't have? So that's when it kind of started. And you've got tons of people dying. And people are suddenly like, you know, death's not so bad. And they kind of romanticize it because they stop associating it with dark doom and gloom. Yeah. With bodies coming up out of the ground, they start associating it with... It's pretty green spaces. It's pretty and green. We should go Mm -hmm. spend time there. And if you're spending time there, well, we might as well stop and have lunch and continue to tend the garden. And it just kind of keeps getting bigger and bigger. Um, So when later things change and we become more and more removed from this whole process of death, and that's when we start to see your valley situation. Yeah. Because we become, we don't see it as that anymore. And people start to see more and more deaths in hospitals instead of natural deaths at home. Because during the Victorian period, you still would have people die in the home and yeah. then have the wake in the home. Mm-hmm. And then, like, funeral parlors start to rise. And the further removed you are from death as a natural process, the less likely people were to do this. Yeah. So, yeah, people don't necessarily <laughs> go and have cheese and crusty bread yeah. at the, the graveyard anymore. But that was a, a big thing the Victorians did. Yeah. No, it's pretty fascinating. I, I don't know if you've ever... If you, Spent much time in uh, Sunset Cemetery yes. in Manhattan. It's beautiful. I actually yeah, so, would totally take a Yeah, it's a beautiful there. place. And what's interesting is if you go to the woods way back up at the top, yeah. there are trails back there. And yep. I remember the first time I went up there, I went into the trails and there are these area. old picnic tables yep. and stuff back there. And I'm like, why are there picnic tables back here next to the cemetery? You know, they, they've it all... used to be a cemetery. Yeah. The cemetery is where Mowark is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and it was just a nice pretty park up on right. top of the hill. That's right. But it's very weird because it, it all, you know, has the, the, it's all abandoned. So it's, I don't know, I'm trying to remember the time frame of it, but you know, it, it's interesting when you're in the woods, it feels ancient, but it's, you know, right. it's, it's not that old, but it's, it's definitely... You know. I find it really funny because if you take the have you taken the Halloween tour on the trolley? No, I haven't. So they go through Sunset is one of the things, and they stop and one of the mausoleums is like a cage underground, mm-hmm. and you know they stop and do a whole talk about that. And it's funny because like I know the history is that most of this was relocated from Old Sunset to New Sunset. Okay. So it's, you're just like, how old are these? Is this yeah. really haunted? Can we go over to the original yeah, yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know when I was in. At second grade, it was no, no fifth grade. Um, we took a school field trip to the just the local cemetery in Leavenworth, and you know looked around and did whatever. Which is now you're like that's a, that's a different kind of school field trip. But uh, I yeah. mean, there, there's a lot of history since Leavenworth, the oldest city in Kansas. There's right. a lot of historical stuff there. But I remember pointing out because my my family has a big stone. There's a huge Hageman monument from like the 1880s over there. Right. And my teacher refused to, you know, admit that it might be my family. Like, oh, no, that's old. There's no way There's you're no related to any of those people. I'm like, no, no, that's my family's place over there. And, you know, went over and showed her and stuff. But, yeah, I know it's, it's, a, it's a cool cool old cemetery, you know. Have you ever been to the cemetery on Fort Leavenworth? Yeah, the, the military um, cemetery, yeah. The one with the, the Nazis on it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the, the story I was told was that it's a military cemetery, but 
they had four Nazi war criminals that were hung, and they didn't have anywhere to take them, so yeah. they buried them there. With yeah, there, the there, there's that, and basically also in the Lovemore Cemetery, they're basically the people that you know were executed at Leavenworth. Right, right, are the are there person, as well. Yeah. So I think uh, I think Hickok and the in cold blood right. people from you know Capote um, are there right. in Leavenworth. So because they were they were hung in at Leavenworth. So yeah, yeah. when we did the last dig that I did on Fort Leavenworth, they did a whole tour for us of the cemetery and if you stand where the Nazis were buried and overlook the hill you can see the new Fort Leavenworth. It's super creepy. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm standing on the graves of Nazis overlooking Yeah. It's it's interesting. Yeah. It's a very beautiful setting though I have to Yeah, no no it's a cool place. <laughs> yeah. Because um, you got the big hills and the bluffs up there up above the up above the river and everything. Yep. So Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, cemeteries, I mean, well, depending on the cemetery, I'm sure, but a lot of them are pleasant places, so, you know. Well, and a lot of the cemeteries that we associate with are pleasant because of this era of... Yeah. And even, it's funny, like, my mom takes flowers up to our family every year at our cemetery Mm -hmm. plot, and that's really not something people do anymore. Yeah, we used to always do that, like, Memorial Day, we'd go out and do everything, and I haven't done that in a long time, so... it's one of those traditions that's almost sad that people aren't carrying it on yeah. because, like, we go and I we would leave something at my great-grandparents, my grandparents, now mm-hmm. my brothers, and, like, yeah. it was a whole thing. Now you go and they're like, don't leave anything at the graveside. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, what? Because what? Yeah. it's too much hassle for the mowers. Yeah, uh-huh. Everything became a hassle for people because people, we weren't taking care of the graveyard yeah. anymore, so yeah. like, now a caretaker does. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's all weird. Yes. And it's interesting how quickly the tide changes on that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was also interesting, you know, one of the things, you know, I did, I'm sure most people do, but in Paris, we went to Père Lachaise yeah. Cemetery. And, uh, you know, and it's pretty much just a gigantic collection of kind of mausoleum-style stuff everywhere. And, you know, there are all kinds of cool historical figures there. But I, I'm going to manage to do the nerd tour and find all the big scientists and mathematicians that I wanted to. <laughs> Everybody had the people they wanted to find, but I found my, my optics people in there, you know. Funny, but like that doesn't seem creepy at all. No, no, I was like, hey man, I found Fresnel. This is right? awesome, you know. Yeah, right? think about the fact I found the molding remains of Fresnel, but whatever, you know, it's more like, hey, it's Fresnel, you know, right? Found Fourier and all kinds of good people, so you know, I support those. yes, so everybody that's stuck in linear systems and you're dealing your Fourier transforms, I, I have <laughs> I have seen Mr. Fourier, or at least where his remains lie, so good stuff, yeah, for sure. So, thanks for sticking with us for this little add on. Hopefully you enjoyed it, and we'll get more out to you. Yeah, yeah. Cool stuff, and uh, catch you later. Bye. Bye.